1: Listeners like you make the show possible and keep our lights on. You can join up with other Oh My Dollar community members to support episode transcripts and more by making a pledge of $1 or more per month and get cool perks like cat stickers and a special badge on our forums. This episode was underwritten by the Tamsin G Association, Warrior Queen, and Chris Giddings. To learn more, you can visit ohmydollar.com support. Welcome to Oh My Dollar, a personal finance show with a dash of glitter. Dealing with money can be scary and stressful. Here we give practical, friendly advice about money that helps you tackle the financial overwhelm. I'm your host, Lillian Kerbake. Today we're kicking off Healthcare Month on the Oh My Dollar Show with special guest, Gene Chatsky. Gene Chatsky is the financial editor of NBC's Today Show, is an award winning personal finance journalist, AARP's personal finance ambassador, and host of the podcast Her Money with Gene Chatsky on iTunes. Jean is also a bestselling author. Her newest book, Age Proof, Living Without Running Out of Money or Breaking a Hip, which she wrote with Dr. Michael Rosen, is a New York Times bestseller and Wall Street Journal bestseller. Let's get Jean on the line. Jean is here to join us to talk about HSA Day. And as part of an effort to continue the conversation on HSA, she's actually sitting on a panel for the National HSA Awareness Day, which is HSA Day for short, uh, on October 15th, HSA Day aims to bring together healthcare benefits industry and the general public to increase awareness and education surrounding health savings accounts, which I know can be completely confusing for a lot of people. Uh, I have mostly not had access to something like an HSA in my career, and I am extremely jealous of people with access to them. Uh, so I'm really excited to have Jean here to fill us in on a lot of these things. Uh, so, yeah, I'm so excited to talk about HSAs with you,
0: Thanks. Thank you so much for, for having me. I'm excited about this panel in particular because I'm going to be sitting down and talking to real people about how they actually use these accounts in their real lives. So sometimes this discussion gets very high level, but when we're talking about health savings accounts, talking to people who actually have them, use them, like them, understand the nuances, I think is a really helpful window for those of us who are considering them.
1: Yeah, I think it's one of those things where we get, especially like we saw them pop up a lot in the last presidential election, um, when people were talking at a very high level about healthcare policy and healthcare reform. And HSAs are kind of the darling of uh, a lot of conservative folks and and uh, some liberal folks. But it, it's hard to actually take that down into how does this really apply to my real life. Uh, Yeah. So can you explain what an HSA is first off, and also how it is different from an FSA? Because I know a lot of people get confused by those two.
0: Well, because they sound almost exactly alike, so who wouldn't, right? HSA is a health-saving account. FSA is a flexible spending account. And they're similar in that you contribute um, pre-tax dollars to both of those accounts and then you can use the money in them to pay for medical expenses. But the big difference is that the money in a health savings account is yours to use and yours to keep. So if you change jobs, that money just stays with you. If you decide to switch to a different kind of a health plan, that money is still yours to use in the future for medical expenses. It's you don't use your money up in an FSA, a flexible spending account, by typically the end of the year, although some employers have a grace period, it reverts back to the employer. So it's use-it-or-lose-it money while the HSA money is yours forever.
1: And your FSA money would, presumably, if you got terminated part of the way through the year, you wouldn't have access to that. But HSA money, any money you've put in, you get to keep even if you leave your position.
0: Yeah. And I am not sure about that end of the year um, thing. I think people will want to check on that if they're thinking about making an FSA contribution and are expecting that they might lose their job before the end of the year. But HSA money is yours no matter what job you're doing.
1: Right. And FSAs um, have a lot of variance, right? Where there's there's some kind of extension. Some of them have grace periods where they'll go yep. beyond, you know, December thirty first as sort of the deadline. But it's all over the map. And HSAs tend to be more kind of universally regulated. And uh, as far as the fact that you get to keep that money in there,
0: yeah, they're they're both set up by provisions in the tax code. But um, you're right, the company by company restrictions on the FSA. Um, tend to be a lot more limiting and a lot lot scarier for people who are afraid that, hey, I'm going to put a chunk of my paycheck in this account, and if I don't lose it, it just vanishes. Where HSAs, health savings accounts, often have money that your employers put in to incentivize you to contribute, and the tax benefits are, are substantially better. So when we're talking about health savings accounts, we're talking about an account that is triple tax free. And, and what that means is that the money that you put into the account goes in, you get a tax deduction for putting it there. It grows tax free. And when you pull it out, as long as you use it to pay for medical expenses, you don't have to pay any more taxes on it at all. And, and so for a lot of people, these accounts are making them feel like they've got this security blanket, this, this security um, blanket that they can use to pay for the sort of healthcare expenses that often come along to surprise you.
1: Yeah. And they, um, you know, there's no I don't think there's any other account that I can think of that has that triple tax benefit overall, because even some of our, you know, our other tax advantage accounts, it's either taxed going in or coming out.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I mean, Roth IRAs, I suppose, are the closest, but you do pay the taxes going in.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, So how do you know, can you like, what can you buy with an HSA? Can you actually like pay your health insurance? Can you put money in it and then pay your health insurance premiums each month with it?
0: Generally, you can't pay your health insurance premiums, although you can pay long term care insurance premiums. You can pay Medicare premiums, which is a huge huge deal. You can pay health insurance premiums if you've got Cobra or you're unemployed at the time and you're getting unemployment. Otherwise, the list of medical expenses that you can pay for is pages and pages and pages long. The IRS has a manual on this and it is just it is just huge. I mean it's everything from day to day stuff that you might get in the drugstore to figure items like mammograms and other tests that you might need. Um, You can pay for your prescriptions. You can pay for your um, doctor's visits. I mean, I would take insurance premiums off the top and then figure most other things, as long as they are real medical expenses, will be covered.
1: I mean, okay, so this sounds very magical but not everybody can get an HSA. You have to have a certain kind of, of health insurance plan to get it. How do you know if your health care plan is HSA qualified?
0: You're going to want to talk to your employer. And, you know, this is the time of year. It's fabulous, by the way, that you guys devote an entire month to health care. It's, it's an idea that I, I think we're going to have to steal over at the Her Money podcast. But the the fact that your health, your employer may have a menu of plans that you are able to choose from. And this is the time of year where they're handing out information about those plans. Talk to them about whether you have a plan that does give you access to a health savings account. And if you're not getting a plan through an employer um, and you're going, for example, to one of the exchanges or to health care Dot gov, then you will be able to see on the website if the plans are HSA um, eligible as well.
1: And I know on healthcare.gov, uh, luckily it, which is not every state's exchange, but healthcare.gov is the one that covers most most states exchanges. If you are searching the name of the insurance plan, will have to have HSA in it um, because there's a lot of plans. Generally, you need what's called a high deductible health plan, but Like you're saying, it is challenging sometimes to figure it out, and it's best to have a conversation with the person in charge of benefits if you have someone at your job who does that, Um, because there will be things that look like high-deductible health plans, but if they, you know, they're not technically HDHPs, uh, even though they have what appears to be a sky-high deductible because they cover a couple medications uh, before you hit your deductible, in which case they don't count as an HDHP. So it's important to make sure they have that HSA in the name on the exchange.
0: Right, I think that the takeaway is just because they have a high deductible doesn't mean they're an HSA-eligible policy. Yeah.
1: Isn't that great? Just to make it clear as mud, right? Just to make
0: it, exactly.
1: <laughs> um, so if if you are in the case where you're getting it through the exchange and you're self-employed or just your in, in, employer doesn't have a plan and you've decided to go for an HSA-eligible plan, how do you open an HSA? Maybe you have an HDHP through your work, but they don't offer an HSA. Where do you go to get one?
0: So there are firms all over the country, and if you Google open an HSA, you're going to find almost as many places that will say you can open it here as if you were Googling open an IRA. <laughs> if you're going through your employer, you may want to see where they who they are working with because one of the things that is nice about doing this through your employer is that you may be eligible for payroll deductions, mm-hmm. which can just make contributing to an HSA automatic and easier like you do with a 401k but when you're looking at different health savings account providers I would look for a couple of things you want to look and make sure they have a debit card I mean when when people one of the questions i get asked a lot is well how do you pay for stuff um, using the money that you've got in your HSA and Sometimes you have to go through the process of paying and submitting for reimbursement, but in many, many cases, these accounts have debit cards, and you can just use your debit card to pay, and that makes it easy as paying with any other debit card. It's just it's just very, very seamless. It also provides you a paper trail. <laughs> Without having to do the work, yeah, it also has, provides you a paper trail without having to do a huge amount of work of keeping receipts. So that's that's fantastic. Um, the other thing I would look for. There are a couple different ways to use money in an HSA, in a health savings account. You can use it in real time, and if you're using it for day to day medical expenses, it's going to save you about twenty five percent off any medical expense just because of the tax advantages. But you can also, if you don't need to use the money in real time, you can keep it in the account, you can invest it, and it can grow into essentially a supplemental retirement account. And then if you're really smart, you save your receipts for all the medical care that you've had over the years, you can pay yourself back out of the health savings account without having to pay taxes. So that's just like let the money grow, pay yourself back. It's a really nice, easy, elegant solution to put some money back into your own pocket while still taking advantage of those um, tax benefits. Uh, but not all health savings accounts offer the same menu of investments. So I would be really careful to look for a robust menu of investments if that's something that you're interested
1: in. Yeah, not one that's just like, here's this extremely high-fee account that we run that you don't have any choices in. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so... You obviously have been deeply mired in this HSA world and the personal finance world for a long time. Is there anything super unusual that you've seen people be able to buy on using their HSA card? Like I've heard that you can buy condoms, you can get ergonomic office chairs, although I think they've restricted that a little bit more. Is there anything like kind of unusual that people wouldn't think of?
0: Um, you know, I, it's funny. Every year, once in a while, I will go to FSA store and HSA store online, and I'll take a look at the the different things that people are buying with their FSAs and HSAs. Sounds and, like
1: a fun hobby, it, it, Gene. <laughs>
0: it's it's just a little bit of trivia, just to sort of see what's what's going on, and then, uh, they're always like nifty pedicure, foot baths and um, mm. uh. I mean, of great. course, people load up on contact lenses, but breast pump, people people buy. Um, if you want, you know, to have a fun afternoon of, of shopping from your account, you can just go to FSA store and HSA store and, and and take a look. And when we have this panel on HSA Day, which, by the way, people can register for um, if they're looking to watch our live stream, it's at www.hsaday.com. It's um I I will. I'm going to ask them what's the most unusual thing that you've ever purchased from your HSA.
1: All right. I I love. I will be. I will be tuned in and looking forward to the commentary on that. Uh, I think people that get a thrill out of looking at what people buy on on HSA.com and FSAshop.com will probably get a thrill after, out of watching HSA Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what do you generally need to do to get reimbursed for HSAs Ideally it, you've got one of these debit cards. If you end up in the situation where the one through your employer is one of these ones where that doesn't have a debit card, I think most of them are moving to debit cards at this point most But if, of them if are. not like yeah. what do you have to do? do you just have to keep that stack of paperwork?
0: You're gonna have to keep receipts and basically you're gonna go on to your online HSA account and transfer money back into your own, checking or savings account mm. you can write a check to yourself and deposit that money as as well it's a little like I, I um my my uh daughter just graduated from college last year it's a little like the process you go through when you are um using money that you've got in a 529 college savings plan for anybody who's got experience with that
1: okay good to know uh all right. There's, this is one last question, which I think is like it's deeper into tax strategy than HSAs. But since the HSA converts to a regular retirement account at retirement age, does it make sense for some people to just use it as an investment vehicle rather than a health-specific account?
0: If you can afford to and you're looking for ways to um, maximize your tax savings for retirement, it can make a ton of sense. So if you're if you're um, high
1: income and low medical expenses, probably
0: exactly, it, it, exactly. And even if you're high income, but have medical expenses that you can just afford to pay for out of pocket. Yeah, you're banking. You're essentially banking the tax savings for later.
1: Yep, uh, that is great to know. Is there anything you want to add about HSAs?
0: Um, no, I think I. I I love that we're having this discussion. I I think there is a lot of confusion, and I would just say we've got a lot of information out there um and join us on a live stream to see how people are using them in real time
1: yeah i think that'll be really interesting i think one of the i think sometimes it's it's easy to view these as an abstraction as like oh it's this other account that i have that has a three letter acronym as a title and like very easy to uh not really think about them as like an actual useful thing in your daily life. Okay, so this is something I ask every guest. It doesn't always make it into the final cut. But what is the best financial decision you've made, and what is the worst?
0: The best financial decision I made was um, to automate my savings for everything. It's something I did after I got divorced. And I just—I had a, a bunch of different goals and different marks that I knew that I needed to meet. Um, including paying half of college for my kids and wanting to play some catch up on retirement um, after the divorce. And I just started automatically saving for all of these things, which made it really easy, really seamless. And as you know, you know, once the money is out of your spending account, you, you don't see it, you don't touch it, and you don't use it for things that aren't really all that important to you. And the worst financial decision I ever made uh, was to cash out a 401k retirement plan Um, in my defense I did it when I really didn't understand what it was (laughs) I uh, I was um, I hope this was before
1: you were a personal finance reporter
0: It, it it is I was I was transitioning from my first job to my second uh, I had this account that, that I had been putting money into, that my employer had been putting money into. I didn't really get it, and uh, I signed on the dotted line and, and got a check in the mail and went shopping. Oh, no. um, And I have gone back and, and added up what all of that money would have been worth now. Um, it's, it made me a little queasy. Oh, to tell no. You the truth. <laughs>
1: That sounds terrifying. Sometimes it's better to just not torture yourself, but like with a compounding interest calculator, right? It's like, yes, if I'd saved a thousand dollars a year from the age of zero, I would have this much money now. But you know, you made the best decision you had with the information you had available at the time, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. And and you know, just like I'm a fan of of going to. HSA store, FSA store to see what I can buy. I, I am a fan of the compound interest calculators. I like going online and typing, what would my savings be worth? And, and, uh, and, um, it, uh, it, Sometimes it's a happy surprise and sometimes not
1: so much. My depressing version of my going to FSAstore.com is that I like to go and look at my itemized medical bills because I, I broke my wrist a couple months ago and it's uh, $25,000. So I love to oh. see what each individual screw cost. Yes.
0: Yeah and any to the each individual ad bill.
1: Yes, yes, it's really great. There's a lot of marks on there that are not, you know, specified. So, uh, one of these days I just want to go through an entire medical bill and call and annoy them until they tell me what each each one is. So, sounds
0: like a
1: podcast to me. I know. It sounds like it sounds like the most boring episode unless I really work at it, but you know, never new feature on Oh my dollar. Uh, well, Jean, it's been a delight having you on. Thank you so much for sharing all of this information about HSAs. And I'm a big fan of the Her Money podcast. So if people don't know about it, I think it also, despite the name, I think it applies to everyone. So don't feel like you need to go by the pronoun her uh, <laughs> to get, be helped by the show. Uh, so it's really great. Where can people go to find more information about HSA Day and your own stuff online?
0: So for HSA Day to HSA hsaday.com, you'll get all the information about the live stream and the webcast and, and a lot of other resources as well. And for me, go to hermoney.com slash sign up.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Well, that was a really interesting episode. I'd love to hear your stories about your HSA. What's the weirdest thing you bought with an HSA? Do you have access to one? Do you use one? Um, if you live somewhere other than the States, Do you use, I'm still trying to keep you all engaged during healthcare month here. I know, I know it's hard though. Uh, But if you are listening and you're in a different country other than the States, do you have something similar to a health savings account? Uh, Do you need it when you don't have outrageous healthcare expenses the same way we do in the States? Otherwise, that wraps our show for today. We love hearing from you. Email us your financial worries, successes, HSA stories at questions at ohmydollar or tweet us at anomalily or at ohmydollar.com. Our producer is Will Romey, our intro music is by Aaron Parecki, and your host and personal finance educator is me, Lillian Kerbake. Till next time, remember to manage your money so it doesn't manage you.